Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, your friendly pinhead 198 back with a final audio commentary, and this is going to be the final one. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm doing it because I owe it to this series. We've done all four films. It's time to complete the the series. This is the final one. This is Phantasm V Ravager. For those who have joined along in the last audio commentaries and may have watched along because this is available, I'm watching it on Peacock, but you can watch it on Tubi. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure it's on Pluto TV, but it's free on Tubi, so there's no reason why you couldn't see it if you wanted to follow along. We're going to see a tremendous dip in quality. To put this into perspective, Sharknado was made for $2 million. This was made for less than that. The last audio commentary we did with Phantasm was Oblivion. That was made for $800,000. This was made for less than that. So we're going to see a significant drop in quality as far as visual effects and certain other aspects like lighting, this, that, and the third because this was made on a Gorilla Crew. So we'll get into that as we go further into the movie and discuss some of the details, some of the Easter eggs, and this, that, and the third. So, without further ado, here we go. It's set up. We're ready to go in three, two, one. This is going to be a journey because this is just starting to grow on me, and I still have, and it's not just about the budget. I still don't understand why Don did not finish this series out and let David Hartman do it I that I'll never understand especially when Don was working on this movie with David it wasn't like he was sitting on his thumbs so it's really aggravating that Don didn't finish Don Coscarelli didn't finish this himself and he just outsourced it to one of his buddies like give me a fucking break Reggie walking through the desert I will say this film goes back to the roots of the filming of Phantasm movie, you know. It was only made with a very small crew, including friends and family, just like the first one. Badass Reggie walking out of the desert all fucked up from oblivion. I mean, this, I think the biggest part of this crew was five to six people in grand total throughout this entire movie. Only six people of a crew. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's insane. She's a rocket pop right now. A rocket pop. And this was Angus' last film. He died right after this was filmed, unfortunately. He was a good man. I, I miss Angus. 
threshold to a red world, came back changed. His symbols. And that's what's crazy about this movie. You can tell his health was deteriorating and he wasn't doing good, but even in bad health, Angus turns the shit on. That's one thing I will give about this movie. The tall man still is the tall man. Menacing as fuck. a nice little opening I like that it goes with the apocalyptic theme that this is the end this is the final showdown and now that Angus is gone regardless of how this ends and that little easter egg at the end which we'll get into when we get to the end of the movie this is it Angus ain't coming back and without him phantasm means fuck all This is all practical. This is mixed with practical and visual effects. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll get into that as the movie goes on, but they mix digital and practical effects in this film. So, we'll be seeing a lot of <laughs> transitions to between wonky-ass fucking visual effects that you can't do them right, don't do them at all. That's my opinion, but, you know, we're on a low budget. And a visual effects that are practical that look really good and it kind of throws you out of film. Even for Phantasm. I, I'll argue the, the original still holds up better than this one does. As far as quality goes. There's our first Sentinel. Little glimpse of the shadow. We know what that is. Come on. your stolen car <laughs> <coughs> very like their version of Mad Max it's got some Mad Max looks to it <laughs> can I help you give a guy a ride where you headed down the road a piece got any money I got money $50. You got it. Can't even operate the car properly. What a bum. <laughs> Dude, I love it. This scene I do like. Oh, yeah. Because this is good. This is Reggie being Reggie. Huh? I love you. Know? <laughs> nice jacket. Nice car. 
don't see too many 71 Cudas driving around anymore. <laughs> Funny thing, I had one just like it. I had to park at Desert Road yeah. while they took care of some business. Of course, mine had a chrome plated 9 This guy's another one of their actor Steve friends. Jack they just got out of center console. their community, so. Oh. oh, that's right. It was in the glove box. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> <coughs> that's Reggie. You gotta love Reggie, man. Get the fuck out of my car and strip down, boy. It's <laughs> little his little speedo. <laughs> God. <clears throat> I have always appreciated how Phantasm can use humor to light the horror and terror throughout the movie. So that one thing they did keep in this movie. Thanks I... a lot, asshole. <laughs> and I do respect that. And now here comes the visual effects sentinels that I really just do not like still. They're, they look wonky as fuck, as you can see. They don't hold up to the original practical spheres. I understand why this is done. I understand why it looks like this, because of the budget. But once again, if you can't do it properly, don't do it at all. If you can't afford it, then don't do it. It makes your film look bad. But we just gotta get these shots. Like, we don't learn in the film industry. Low or big budget, we don't learn. But all out, because like I said, these films have been filmed, the biggest budgeted of these films was Phantasm 2. And that's only because Universal was backing them. This just happens to be the lowest budgeted one, so. And this film wasn't even supposed to come out. It was originally going to be a web series. That's what they were going to do in the first place. And then they got so much great footage and shit with Angus. And everybody joined in. They made it into a film. But from what they were saying, this might have been intended to be a web series. Which it looks like one. No joke. I'm not, not to knock it, but it looks like a web series fucking phantasm. Fan made. And this is a fan film. A glorified fan film. I'm sorry, but Don let a fan do this shit. I don't care how much knowledge he has. Don should have finished this. It's a fan film. That just happens to have the original actors in it. I'm growing more and more okay with that, so. Still don't like it as much as the others, but. Hey, maybe we'll love it by the end of this. Who knows? This is a good scene with him standing off with the Sentinel. Goodbye. A little ridiculous with throwing it in the glove compartment and shooting the shit out of it and not damaging the car at all. But, hey, it's the movie business, huh? <laughs> 
There's that great phantasm music. Let me go back into what many believe is the actual dream world and not reality. We'll find out as we go on. They shot and filmed this film all around Southern California, so you're going to see a lot of Southern California vibe area shooting. Even in the mountains and shit. This is crazy because this is a good little backstory that I found out. But this is a beautiful park there in, I guess, in Southern California that they had no permits to film under whatsoever. So they were, so the director devised a backstory that Reggie was his uncle and he had dementia and he came from the Midwest and wanted to film a video to his family to send out to his family. I'll have to remember that when I'm working on my first film, low budget. <laughs> I love it. But they were they were doing that in case someone came up to him and they're like, "If you shut us down, you're an asshole because he's got dementia." It's, it's <laughs> but nobody bothered him. There's been a diagnosis, and you have dementia, which is what Reggie's supposed to have, as we dementia. just heard, <laughs> according to the real slash maybe fake world, you know, depending on your interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come, come on. The supposed real come world, on. let's just say that. And I do like this this parallel that we're doing from the original, especially the first two, where now Reggie's the one telling Michael about trying to make him convince him to believe him instead of the other way around where Michael was trying to convince Reggie, especially in Phantasm 2. I like that touch that the director did, so I'll give him that. Story's always the same, Mike. Now I'm Mike doesn't you. believe him, and Reggie's the one that's crazy. Suppose. I find myself deep in the desert. Anyway, that was a nice touch. I get my car back. Good job, David. Yeah. I keep to the back roads, small towns, those overlooked places that nobody would expect. And as I said before, there's no casting director on this film. So once again, you'll see friends and family playing parts. and Some of them are trained actors. But a lot of them are just people they got out of, you know, hey, can you want to do this movie? We need someone to stand in. 
Like, like this young lady is a trained actress, but she 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 was a friend of the family, so they were able to get her like that. It wasn't hard. I, I'm really sorry. I stopped you. I thought you were a friend of mine. She's not bad. Um, it just kind of stopped working. Do you know anything about cars? Do you know no, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think I can help you with that. But I, I can give you a lift up to the next town if you want. I'm not really in the habit of getting into cars with strangers. Well, hi, I'm Reggie. I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Reggie, always trying to get some. <laughs> Even in the apocalypse, I love him. <laughs> you gotta love Reggie, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Reggie. Agent Hippie. We're hot as love. <laughs> yeah. The cabin scenes coming up, as we're about to see, they were actually shot in Reggie and his wife's house, so they saved money there. Should like it, huh? Do you live here alone? No, actually, I have. I a heard he lives up there in Big Bear, so. My parents were Bulgarian, and when they passed away, he just stayed on with the farm. Got That's what I want to do: make enough mo money off movies or whatever I'm doing to have a cabin to get away from the human race. You people. Obviously not you people listening. I love you guys, but the rest of the human race can go fucking kick rocks. Just be all alone out in the wilderness with the beauty and the nature. Shit. Well, it it is. I'd rather have that than these big city slicker cocksuckers you got to deal with all the time. This big dude. The tall man. Yeah. You guys have been fighting him for years. Big dude. Yep. Decades. Since the late 70s. Oh, it really is an amazing story. <laughs> Epic, actually. <laughs> ain't a story, bitch. Let me go hit the sack. You'll all find out soon. It ain't no everyone that says that shit. It's a story. Yeah, what? Well, uh, it gets hard on the road. And I just, yeah, I want to... Reggie, I think I see where this is going, and now I'm starting to think that maybe you should bunk outside with the horses. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, okay? I, uh... And, uh, well, I... Still trying I to get some. You know that in fact, I am going to write you uh, a song tonight. 
Give him a pat on the head. <laughs> she should have gave him a pat on the head. Reggie, I really hope you find what you're looking for. You're all gonna find it. Where it finds you. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Excuse me. Yeah. Enjoy it now. <laughs> Fucking Reggie, man, with the song. In the warmth of your mountain cabin. And these are. Pants, buddy. You don't even know her name. <laughs> Dawn. <laughs> Fucking love Reggie, man. Another thing, this blanket coming up. There's another little Easter egg from the original Phantasm. The blanket that she uses to cover Reggie up with right here is the same blanket used in the original Phantasm that Mike was using when the tall man was standing over his bed in that Phantasm he was having and the the zombies jump him, grab him through. That blanket was the same blanket used in the original one, so that's a fun little Easter egg. It's a fact, too. Then we see the tall man being a peeping Tom. Sending the sentinels to the spheres to do reconnaissance and maybe kill somebody. I do like these scenes where Angus isn't technically the tall man. But he still has that tall man vibe about him. This is this is a good scene I do like coming up. Even laying down. And in poor health, Angus could still turn this shit on like we're about to see. He was a master craftsman at his work. I didn't notice you there. Do I know you? Name's Jebediah. Been here such a long time. And what is your name, kind sir? <laughs> Reggie. But 
brings you to this godforsaken place, Reggie? Well, I'm searching for my friend and his brother. Oh, I've lost so many friends. <laughs> and I'm afraid this body of mine is almost finished. You know, Reggie, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad tidings, but I believe they bring us here to die. What? There it is. Well, it's morning time and it's time to face the chaos, Reg. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> I remember now. Dawn. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love Reggie. And this score is fantastic. I'll give it that. Christopher L. Stone did a great job creating the score and music in Phantasm V, Ravager. Hey, Don. He does fantastic, so uh, I'll give him that. Some creepy old hippie? It's beautiful here. Fuck that. Don't worry about Don. You got... About to see. You got more important things to worry about. Done. Of the dead. Hey, are you awake yet? Done. Go up there and find out, buddy. No one can help themselves in horror movies. You gotta go where the danger is. This was filmed in Reggie's actual bedroom. They put plastic all over the place for obvious reasons about we're about to see. But this was filmed in his room. And him and his wife's house. Those effects are awesome. And even that kind of visual effect pulling out of her head and turning, that was cool. Here's Johnny. <laughs> this part's awesome. I love <laughs> every fucking weapon in the book, boy. Shotgun. Grenades. <laughs> no chucks, dude. <laughs> An axe, chainsaw, handgun. Oh, it's like Resident Evil 4. Like, he's at the merchant shop just starting out with fucking weapons. <clears throat> I found out that little hit right there, they added that in because Reggie actually did trip on the. the his footing and on that gravel right there on the dirt and he the director just added in the sphere knocking him over so that was a cool little thing that he did I'll give him that fixed a fuck up 
without having to take another take. So that's thinking on your feet. I will give give David Hartman that. Like that's thinking on your feet, especially for amateur filmmaking. I won't say specifically amateur filmmaking, just lower budgeted filmmaking. Where's your This is David Harbaugh. He's a great character actor. Especially in these genre picks like horror movies and shit like that. Wait, 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 you wait, you're 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 John's farmhand, right? Uh, Demeter. Demeter, right? I'm Reggie. Demeter sounds like a fucking sea vessel. Last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, poor horse. So just to ease people's minds, no animals were harmed. As a matter of fact, the way they did this, and I found out, was this horse loved to be sprayed on its back. So when it would spray on it, when it would get sprayed on its back, it would roll around in the dirt. It loved doing it, so they just added in the sphere through visuals and killed the horse that way. But that's how they got the horse to go down on the ground and move around by spraying it because it loved weird shit, but the horse loved it and loved playing in the dirt and rolling around like that, so that's how they got that shot. True story. probably how a lot of my audience feel right now about me talking through this movie. Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and it's like scenes like this, they just look zany and goofy and I don't like that in a phantasm film that's supposed to be fucking creepy. This isn't supposed to be the time for the comedy portion of phantasm. That's why... Like this, the baseballs. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I do love the blood effect, like blood just gushing like a geyser out of nowhere. Just everywhere. Just old faithful. Ooh. He did have a good death, I will say that. Damn, he's way more violent than before. <coughs> These sentinels are a little more vicious. Might be upgrades. It is the apocalypse, after all. And we're back to Dementia World. Still with me? Where'd you go? To the real world. To the real world. All starting to run together. You gotta listen to me, Mike. There's this threat. Have you seen it? Seems like I'm the only one who wants to stop it. Well, you told me about it several times. You know the the grave robbing guy from another dimension? 
he does seem like a pretty potent adversary. Ugh. You should know more than anyone else. I've been thinking about yeah, he's about grooming you. The last few weeks. Seriously, you know there there are some schools of thought out there, some philosophies, religions, some quantum physics even that suggest the possibility that one could be in two places at once along a, some kind of shifting time stream, parallel universes, you know, stuff like that. Stop. There's this one theory called a membrane theory. I do like that Phantasm doesn't just hand you the answers on a fucking silver platter. It makes you work for it. At the places where these universes touch... Uh, I'll just send you the book. Mike, you're not listening to If he's got dementia... Yeah, if he's got dementia, he won't remember it anyway. Man, you are not listening to me. Wake up. That son of a bitch put me here. He put you here, too. Wake up, man. Don't get agitated, okay? Please, just relax. Right? It's probably time I should bring you back. Everything's all right. But it's not. Regardless, whether he's in the... If this is real or he has dementia, everything isn't all right. So either way, he's fucked. But it's good to see that transition from now Mike is the one that's supposed to be the so-called sane one and Reggie's the crazy that he has to convince instead of vice versa like it had been in the original first two. Especially in Phantasm 2. Until the proof was shown to him in the pudding. So. said Christopher L. Stone did a great job on this giving you those old feels those phantasm feels giant spaceship sitting there Here we go with a familiar sight seen once before, especially for Reggie. Somewhere. Right away to nothing. I don't want to go out on my feet. 
Yeah. Shouldn't four girls have fucking held down their goddamn throats? Now the worlds are starting to blur together. And that's what you call a phantasm because you don't know what it's you don't know which one is rich, if it's real or a delusion of the disordered mind. Reggie has to make a choice. What's he gonna do? I'm going through and here we have one of my favorite scenes another fun fact about this this entire scene that we're in the dimension gate with his confrontation between him and the tall man and all white this was all filmed in the director's kitchen Every bit of it. They just laid out a white screen across the place and turned it all white. And he filmed all this in his own kitchen. So, once again, with the guerrilla filmmaking. But I respect it because it looks good. It's better than the fucking visual effects sentinels that fly around. Look like shit. Looks like sci-fi original pictures garbage. Some kind of trap here, don't you? Where the hell is this? Nowhere. When? The year is 1979. The funeral called the first minute. You called it the morning, In three days, your younger self will attend a funeral here. And events will be set in motion. Ooh. Right. <laughs> You've tried to thrust yourself in my way for years now. But what has it got you? Or loved ones? Oh, God. God, Angus. Slaughtered. You were great, man. They're all dead. None of you will ever listen. When the time comes, they don't die. They come to me. It's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> if it was worth my while. 
I would require something from you in exchange. That is... I have plans to make things better for everyone. Just stay out of my way. Let the plan complete itself. I want my friend Mike back. And his brother, too. No. You stay away from him. He is mine. Always. I'm still obsessed with Mike. Perhaps you need time to think this over. But be quick. There's little time left. His new world is being formed, so you better hurry up. abandoned mausoleum that was actually shot on location this is a true abandoned mausoleum that they were <laughs> able to use for practically nothing because the the mausoleum had no power so they had to have some small ass little generator which only could supply like two lights so you had to do this quick especially as the sun was going down so this is all actual practical lighting from the sun itself. No fucking studio lights or any of that shit. This is natural practical. I should say natural lighting. Excuse me. From the sun itself. So that is very cool. And I do like that. It makes it feel creepy like Phantasm is supposed to feel. Not this ki 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 ha 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 shit all the time. I like that but. We still need the creeps and the crawls, you know? This is a horror movie after all. Very nice touch with the mausoleum, love it. <laughs> Woo! Nice little lurker jump scare there, I like it. I usually don't like them, but I'll allow that one. This phantasm. That goes with the territory. <clears throat> Can't believe this has been t almost nine years already since this movie came out. It was in 2016. 2016, it's insane. Just like Angus, my grandfather died shortly after this. This was one of the last films we actually got to enjoy together. Well, how much I enjoyed, I don't know, but it was just blasting. He's like, yeah. But it was, it was nice to see one final film with my grandfather before his health started going down. He eventually passed away. He loved Phantasm too. He really enjoyed the Phantasm series for all its quirks and craziness. And this lady especially, the Lady in Lavender. <laughs> he loved her. Tall man's 
female counterpart. Kathy Lannister still looks good, man. Especially for all these many decades gone. You remember, Reggie, don't trust that ghoulish bitch. There you go. Boom. Good job, Reggie. Good job. <laughs> that red and yellow goo. And a new dimension just opened. So we know reality and this realm are just or whichever is reality and whichever is fake is colliding with each other to become one true reality. This is Bronson Cave where they have filmed so many legendary westerns and action shows, but it's mostly known for the Adam West, the 60s Adam West. It's the Bat Cave. So they actually filmed inside the fucking legendary Bat Cave in this scene. And this was one of their toughest shoots they had to do throughout the entire movie because the sunlight was breaking down quick when they were... And when you're filming in the dark in this cave, it is fucking dangerous. So this was a tough shoot for them. But yes, this is the legendary Bronson Cave Bat Cave where Adam West Batmobile would always come out and... Like, great shit. It looks good, too, for a low-budget horror sci-fi film. Woo! Get the little bastard. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> Again, some of these visual effects are wonky, and like I say, if you can't afford it you don't do it that is a cool little shot though with have you considered my offer yeah go back to hell <laughs> yours or mine one might say we're in it together Yeah, Reggie, come on, you know that. You could leave this rat maze if you chose and be with your family again. But my generosity is fleeting. You have no more chances beyond this moment. In other words, you, you're pissing him off. Those frail human emotions. 
oceans again. <laughs> Do you not understand? Your kind of simply skim sacks of water and meat. <laughs> skim sacks of water and meat. In a brain of yours. You're ready to annihilate yourself for this, this female sensation you call loyalty. <laughs> I love Angus, man. He was great. Loyalty. This is time for me to be going. You brought this on yourself. You're an unwanted pawn in the game. Ah, uh, your tenacity has amused me, and I've enjoyed your despair. But my use for you is at an end. Or not even real. You're my bad dream. <laughs> You're my bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, the parallels. It's supposed to be their bad dream, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and this is a cool little contraption they made that Hartman and his wife made because they're they're affects people from what I've heard very good at their job so although the sentinel spheres don't show it Come on. We meet one of our new characters from the series. Another friend of David Hartman. The director. This guy's actually a really good actor in this, so I'll give him a pass, even though he's a friend of the family. He is a... He's a trained actor, so. His name's Chunk. That one could have been you. What? You're welcome. Don? Of the dead. No, no, it can't be you. I saw you sliced and diced in, in, in your uh, bedroom. I think you got me confused with somebody else, buddy. My name's Jane. Jane. The jungle. And he is clearly delusional. Exiting Sector 6 now, Mission 7. Now, wait a minute. Don't you remember? I stayed at your place. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, God. I wrote you a song. <laughs> Uh, Don't do in it. The warmth of your mountain cabin. Do 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 da da da. In the glow of a brand new song. <laughs> I wrap my arms around you, oh baby, yeah. And I whisper your name. Don. Don, you gotta remember that, right? I'm you sorry, didn't remember Don. it. <laughs> okay, we just got one survivor, and we're gonna bring him back to the bug out spot. Out. Look. We're here to help you. 
you were in those bars for a really long time, and I think you're a little disoriented. We're gonna take you back to a place that's safe, where we can get you some food and medical attention. Yeah, well. Yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute, Don. You're not gonna leave me with this guy, are you? Well, Baldy, you can either stay here with the brain between those two chrome things. Bring your ass with me. And the name's Chunk. Yeah, his name's Chunk. Of course it is. <laughs> the little guy's name's Chunk. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> oh, God. You got it. Even though it's a lot more than in previous Phantasms, you got to admire the sense of humor of this film. I will give it that. And this film has grown on me a little more as I've watched it over and over and over again, and that's what this film takes. I had my head between those two things for like how long? Yeah, yeah. who knows for how long? It's like they just suck everything out of you. Another Almost abandoned hospital dreams, that they filmed in. Memories. I was in one of those things for a while too. They got loose with the help of some friends. He uses it to extract the intel he needs. E. They call him the tall man. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. Been fighting him for decades, buddy. Just suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> Little shit. This is an abandoned hospital. None of this is set dressed. All this was left here. The gurneys. The leftover shit, it was all just left there in this abandoned hospital. So they just filmed in there. More gorilla movie making. Funny shit is the same time they were filming, a ghost hunting crew was filming some ghost hunting shit that they were doing at the same time. So their shoots, their shoots kind of intermingled together and they got it figured out. But this is a real abandoned hospital with... Anything you see here, they did not set dress. It was left and abandoned there. So this is real shit. Pra practical of the practical effects. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be filming in some abandoned hospital where plenty of people died and shit, but, you know, to each their own. It does set that creepy atmosphere that we love for the Phantasm film, so I respect them for that. <laughs> Another one of these evil little lurker bastards. I trust you yet. 
Why should he trust you? Ah, uh, what the hell? Think you can handle this? Uh, little Tyke, he's been fighting before you were born. Yeah, I'm good. That's right, man. You can't be any more than 39, 40 years old, bro. He's been fighting these things before you were swimming in your daddy's sack. Trying to keep the continuity yeah. with Phantasm Oblivion, I like that. Nothing is the same. And we have a lot of kitchens. <laughs> yeah. We got we got a lot of kitchens to do. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, sorry to interrupt the love fest, but uh, we gotta get out of here. scene right here fun little fact these two soldiers coming up shooting right in this shot that's Don Coscarelli and the director David Hartman so that's a fun little thing there
and we're back in the old folks home last 28 minutes this film's about to really pick up so it's the final countdown I think this was the nurse in Bubba Hotep as well. She played a nurse in Bubba Hotep, so it's a nice little typecasting there. Woo. Straight today. Good job, Mike. Connecting, forming one true reality. Red Kamikaze Sentinel. It's what they call it, the Kamikaze Sentinel. That's just there to simply go in and destroy and kill itself. So I like that. The Red Sphere, too, gives it an excuse to have a Red Sphere in the Red Planet. So that's very cool. I like that. His head just went pop. Bitch. Mike. 
Listen, I had a dream last night. I can't get oriented. I'm slipping in and out of time. I am one minute, I'm in the desert. And then I'm talking to you, you're telling me how I got diagnosed. I'm in this place. And then, then I'm next deep in a war zone. Man. That's the whole point. Reggie, I had your dream. That whole story you told me about last week. <laughs> we even killed one of those tall guys. <laughs> we blew him up with a hearse. <laughs> It was a very real dream, Reggie. You went after the tall man, and I, I, I found myself in the desert, alone, following his path of destruction. I went looking for you with a gaping yellow wound in my head. So he did survive. Did you put something in there? Or was it always there? And that's the question. I can still feel the connection to him. Has that sphere always been in Michael's head even since he was a 13-year-old kid in the original? That's the question. Or if it was put in there. I never thought about that. I always thought in Phantasm 3 he was putting the sphere in his head. I didn't think as a kid... Realizing he was trying to take it out. So, Michael could have had this since he was a kid. The world had changed. That's something to think about. Woo! Those space sentinels. An all-out attack against the world we knew. Governments collapsed. Society. And this is all film footage he gra he gathered together to make it look like it was happening in real world. So So those are just real world pictures of what actually happens during martial law and shit like that. So we tracked the source of the tall man, and we've been fighting him ever since. But, you know, I never stopped looking for you, Rich. Aww. What a fine use of our time that was. <laughs> what an asshole. You know what? I cannot tolerate this anymore. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done, okay? Just, I... You ain't done until a tall man says you're done, boy. Here he comes. You can hear those footsteps. Those little lurkers. Right? <laughs> The more I watch it, the more and more I enjoy this film. You know, it's still got immense flaws, and I <laughs> fire the motherfucking hole. Oh, 
I, I, I'll, I'll die on the hill that this should have been directed and written by Don Coscarelli solely, but, you know, it's too yeah, late it's now. Fair. Way too late. For a fan film, it's not bad, though. I would kill to be in the position David Hartman was in to make a Phantasm film and be able to work with Angus, but that's too late now, so part of me is jealous that he got to do it. But I will, like I said, I will die on the hill that Don should have finished this series, not someone else, not outsourced it. Just where he wants us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got him just where he wants us. Ooh, that's why they wear the gas mask so they can breathe in the red planet now. So that's a nice touch. I like that. Yeah, we got a boy. Fuck yeah, boy. <laughs> I love it. Back in the director's kitchen. If you're so strong and powerful, why haven't you killed us yet? You were my subject, and you, well, every poor man deserves an amusement. That laugh. I miss Angus. Luckily, from what David, Don Coscarelli and David Hartman said, fortunately, Angus was able to see the final cut of this film before he died. So that's one good thing in all of this. Mike using his power. Damn, just snapped her neck like a twig. Chunk standing tall like a badass. Hey, Tiny. <laughs> Think you're going? Now he's gonna do a kamikaze of his own. He said, "Hey, tiny." <laughs> I love it. I love the guy. Chunk is the shit. Smart ass punk. Huh? Uh huh. 
hell did you get out of here? Now it's time to go to the real world. Fuck this illusion shit. Four barrel shotgun back, bro. Go get him. Go get him. Hell yeah. Taped up and everything. Fuck yeah. Blast them, Reggie. There's that great Phantasm score again. Good to have you back, Reg. Hell yeah. This is a badass scene. I'll get the boom, the, Gla the Gatling guns on the Hemi Cuda. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. Now that scene I love. That's Phantasm. Jody. Yeah, Jody. Woo. Uh, a little to the left, I guess. Come on. Get <laughs> he said, "A little to the left." Fuck yeah, good to see Jody. For the trio. It's just not getting any easier. So good to see you, Joey. But what now? Where are we gonna go? We're gonna fight harder. We're gonna fight smarter. We're gonna change tactics. We're gonna go north where it's cold. Really cold. The bastard hates the cold. Yep. <laughs> I'm just so grateful to see you both. <coughs> we did miss you, Reggie. Yeah. And that's a, 
a key word. Grateful. You got to be grateful that this film was even made. And that these guys were even able to get back together and have Angus one last time before he passed away. So, I am grateful that this film was made. For all its flaws and as much as, I, like I said, it's not the best in the series, I'm grateful that it was made. And I'm happy and grateful that Angus got to see this before he passed on. I would have really loved to have gone to the conventions, and I would have done it. I would have gone to the convention knowing I, I would have flown. I don't care where, Texas, Philadelphia, wherever. I would have flown to go see him and pick his brain about how he felt about this film. Because he loved going on the, the convention circuits. It's, it's a shame. And like I said, this one has a special place in my heart for all its flaws because it was the last movie me and my grandpa actually got to enjoy together, so. Hopefully you're up there in heaven with Angus chilling with the tall man. That one got me a little emotional. Ain't gonna lie. Miss my grandpa. He's a good man, just like Angus. And there goes that. <laughs> they were all young. It's not those punks. by David Hartman should have been Don Coscarelli it was written by both of them as we see but never understand that decision but we're here where we are and that wasn't a bad movie you know Gigi Bannister that's his wife's name Reggie's and before we go we got one final Pleasant surprise. And no, I ain't talking about Chunk as much as I enjoyed his character. Our girl from Phantasm 3, Rocky, and she still looks good. God damn, girl. You talk about black don't crack. Whew. 
She's still fine. I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Thanks for waiting. She still look good. Hey, little man. I figured you'd be back in one piece. Damn. I could be on the other side. Uh, that's the great thing about a fireball. Mm. Amputation and colorization all in one. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Think I can hitch ride? Oh shit. He tries to grab. Really? Oh, come on, Rock. Don't be like that. It's just one hand. <laughs> just like Reggie. Just like Reggie. <laughs> After Rocky said, I ain't about doing this zombie killing shit. I'm out in the third one, and now she's uh, killing zombies and shit, so. Because I guess she has no choice in the apocalypse. Okay. Thanks. The winds were excruciating during this time. That's why you see goosebumps on Rocky's arms. Because it's fucking cold. Yeah. If you actually look at her arms, she's got goosebumps. Good to see Rocky again. That's why I wish there would be a Phantasm Six, but how do you do that without Angus? <laughs> this is the best post credit scene ever. Fuck Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Fuck DC. As they head out into the apocalyptic unknown. And that's the end of the movie, so. Yeah. That's what we got, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't terrible, wasn't great, but I had a good time watching it. I hope you guys had a good time with me. Um, this will be the last audio commentary unless something significant comes out that we can listen and watch together. But this had to be done because this is the end of the series. No more phantasms. God, I hope not. They're, they left it open for a sixth one, but I hope there's not any more phantasms because Angus is gone. So it's it's it, it's time to just leave it like that. Gloria Lynn Henry, man, you still look Gloria. You still look great. You still look great. Black don't crack, especially in that bustier you were wearing, girl. Woo! But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this, and if you didn't, you know. Sorry, but I appreciate you spending time with me for this final Phantasm audio commentary. I love each and every one of you. Hope you guys are taking care of each other. And until the next one, peace.